0: Make sure to subscribe, share with your friends, and enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome back to the episode. This episode is a part two from the last episode. Um, Last episode, I had my two friends, Judah and Tabby, um, on the show, and they have come back. Well, we've stayed in the same spot, but it's okay. You guys have come <laughs> back. It's only been a few minutes for it's us, a minutes. but a whole week for you yeah, guys. We <laughs> have some cookies. Yeah, we had a cookie break. It was actually smelling so good in the first I episode. I was like, I need a cookie. We're
1: like, we need to wrap this up. Yeah, we'll <laughs> take some quick bites. Take some quick
2: bites. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyways. Oh my gosh! This
0: is literally us when we hang out. It's so funny. Anyway, um. Yeah. So the first episode, it was just diving deep into what loneliness um, is exactly, as well as being alone. The two are completely different, um, which I actually never thought about until I had this conversation with you guys. So um, so yeah, we were just kind of building the foundation on episode one. And now episode two, we're going to dive deep into these awesome questions and what God is placing on your guys' heart. So I'm excited. I think it's going to be good. Um, But first of all, I want to ask you guys, how has loneliness affected your singleness? Because I've realized like in my singleness, it's been hard being lonely. Like that's really, really hard. And each Mm -hmm. time I feel really lonely and just, yeah, just alone, I have to bring it to the Lord. Like Mm -hmm. I literally have no other choice. Our world tells us that when we feel that way, we need to turn to people and we need to be fulfilled by people. But as believers, we know that our fulfillment and our joy and all of these things only come from the Lord. So we need to turn to him. And so, yeah, let's just dive into that question.
1: Yeah, I think the first issue with that is just how our culture is um, on how they identify singleness. Um, And with our culture, they have singleness be something that's negative. I mean, like, oh, you don't have someone. Oh, like, are you not good enough? Whatever. Mm. Um, and that's just not the case. Like when you are realistically, realistically looking at it. Um, and so with that, I think people having that idea in their head of like, oh, okay, singleness is a bad thing. Um, they already start to think negatively. And then that begins to isolate you. And that begins to isolate you from others that are in a relationship and you start to compare yourselves to them be like, why don't I have that? Why don't I have this? Why why is someone not pursuing me right now? Um, And again, kind of like how I talked about in the last episode, like when you're comparing and when you're trying to do what everyone else is doing, it puts you in this box of isolation that the enemy wants to put you in. And um, it gets really hard to get out because it's almost um, appealing to continue to sit in those... Um, lonely thoughts that the enemy's like whispering in your ear and stuff, but in reality, like the biggest example is Jesus. Like he was single his whole life, and how much joy and a perfect life that he lived. He showed that in singleness, you are don't have to be lonely. You don't have to be in isolation. Um, and one of the ways he did that was with his twelve disciples. He had a good group of men surrounding him um, that were also like at least strong in their walk or starting to get strong in their walk, or at least like, yeah, just pursuing Jesus with, pursuing the Lord with him. And so I think that's so important is um in singleness, like put yourself in a, like in a place where you have some solid friends who are also pursuing the walk of Christ and not just say that, oh, I love Jesus. And then the next day they're not living out that walk, like people that are serious about that and that are on the same page with you, because that's where all the edification comes. And that's where you feel um, filled in fellowship with one another as you guys continue (coughs) to pour out into each other's cups. Um, And yeah, God so many times was he was with the people. He was um, pursuing a relationship with them. He was giving them grace. He was giving them um, intentional time. Um, but then also you find so many times in the word, Jesus is stepping away from the crowd to go be alone with the father and to go pray. Um, and that wasn't loneliness. That was just being alone as we talked in the last episode with the father, um, and just praying and, um, even probably filling his own cup because there was probably too much that he was pouring out or who knows what the case may be, but, um, just know that like sealness is such a gift and our first example of that is jesus
0: so
2: yeah that was a very intuitive answer um i don't have a lot to say besides that but i will say this one thing um if you remember from the previous episode how we were talking about adam and just how he was alone with god just like adam was created alone um if if you will like Single, if we want to use that word, since we're talking about loneliness affecting singleness, every single one of us are literally born into this world, quote unquote, single, without a partner. Um, we are all born into a literal time and season of singleness. Um, and we grow up through that and we grow into that. Uh, and I think that especially once you, you know, reach that young adult age, that age of, age of adolescence, and it seems as though this age... Honestly, only gets younger with each generation, which is dangerous. But just this, this you know, that age where it's like okay, like starting to look around and scout out, and that desire to be with with someone else—that's um, a beautiful thing, right? Because Adam experienced the same thing. Um, but <clears throat> just like don't don't have disdain for singleness. Once again, just, uh, frankly, just tagging to everything Tabby has said. Um, God created it to be that way. Um, none of us were, are literally, we are not made to go right into a relationship. Uh, we're not made for that. Um, we're designed to be able to spend a fair amount of time, uh, maturing and growing close to God specifically. And yes, of course, with that family and other people that you're surrounded with. And definitely, I strongly, uh, affirm like that good group of brothers or sisters like tabby was saying because that's something i've got to experience even this year uh and have that come alongside me it's been very powerful um but like make the most of that time because like especially if god does have uh, a spouse you know planned out for you that time is limited but it is beautiful um and so dive into it and embrace it enjoy it uh, and Dedicate and devote it to who it should belong to. Uh, I think we waste a lot of time, at least this generation. I don't know, maybe every every generation. But we have wasted and we will waste a lot of time focusing on the next stage of our life. That That is the one beyond singleness. And it's like, why do that? In simpler, in a, in a broader scale of things in the Bible, uh, when talking just about worry, about anything, God says don't worry about tomorrow or the day after that or next week, just focus on today, today has its own troubles. And I think in a more, uh, I guess, positive way of saying that, like, as opposed to focusing on today's troubles on this topic, like focus on today's blessings of being not single, but frankly, with God, Um, because we're never truly alone. Um, It's, it's, it's a, it's an earthly thing. Uh, And it's, and it's a season. And so,
0: Mm.
2: yeah, I I don't have much else to add beyond that, but
0: yeah, I would say I love both everything y'all said, but to add to that, like, I definitely think you can be intentional with your loneliness. Like I've seen a lot of, I would say younger girls, like, I don't know as much for guys, but young women who they're very lonely. And so they'll turn to all these different things to fulfill that need in their heart. Instead of like, okay, Lord, I'm actually going to thank you for my loneliness. Like, how can I glorify you when I'm feeling this way? You know, instead of like, whoa, it's me. My life is falling apart. And Mm -hmm. um, I know like there have been some women in my life that they were single and they were just very intentional with their time of feeling lonely sometimes. Like one friend specifically, when she felt lonely, um, she knew a lot of those feelings came out at night. And so she had like a movie night planned once a week with her girlfriends. And that was just that time that she could pour into their life, um, which kind of goes into a verse that I want to share, which is 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 4, which says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in our affliction so that we may be able to comfort those who are in affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. And not that life is going to be easy and it's going to be comfortable, like we're to not live comfortable lifestyles, but there definitely is blessing sometimes. Um, I would say most times blessing in those uncomfortable spots, um, which can be singleness for a lot of people with feeling lonely. Um, so I kind of want to jump into the next question, which says how do you create a space where turning to the Lord is your first response when lonely?
2: So um Okay, so I have a verse, and I feel like this can really hit home on this point. It's Psalm 42, verse 1, and it says, As a deer pants for flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God. Um, Famous verse, frankly. We all know it. It's a great verse. Fantastic. But I, I thought of it because, I mean, if you break this verse down, it's a comparison, right? It says, As a deer pants for water, so my soul pants for God. And it like, breaking that down, deer panting for water, it's the idea of, like, it's not just, like, oh, I like water. So just, like, I like water, I like God. Like, I think it's more than that. The deer doesn't just, like, need water or like water. It needs water. Um, and it, it pants for it. It, like, it, it's a combination of needing and wanting, not just one or the other. Um, and I think that... I think a big part to the answer of... Um, how we create a space where change lowers our first response is realizing whether it be realizing or accepting um the necessity of of god in our lives um because if we don't if we don't understand if if it's not like that water to us that thing that we literally need to survive if it's just like a bonus or really cool thing that we really really like it like I guess to, let's stretch the example a little. I really like, I don't know what, hoodies. Love hoodies. And frankly, especially during the winter, I would say I need a hoodie. I like wear them every day, 20% Um, And frankly, I would be pretty, I would be a little sad if I didn't have a hoodie. That being said, I have a very strong desire for hoodies. But do I actually need the hoodie to like survive? No, but I love that thing. And I feel like, and I've done this, and I have friends, and I see friends even now that are doing this, but I did this for a long time, where that was, sadly, God God to me. My relationship with God was, like, something I really, really liked a lot. But it wasn't water. It wasn't the air that I breathe. Like, it was was just, like, a thing I really liked. Uh, But at the end of the day, there was something else that was number one. Uh, but it was hard for me to even admit that because it was something I really liked. And I kept telling myself, no, 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 like, you know, God is everything. Like, I would never not have God. Um, but it was not number one. I didn't pan for it like a deer pan for water. Uh, and so I think that realizing accepting the necessity of him in our lives, that it's not just like a cool thing or a ticket out of hell or something, but like this is how you literally live out your purpose for yourself on this earth um then you're not going to um yeah you're you're not going to be able to initially just turn to the lord when loneliness hits in like as a first response it won't be voluntary or involuntary um because it's not necessary when we have to breathe if i start choking my initial reaction is to once i finish choking to breathe again like i don't have to like oh i better breathe so i don't that, like we just do it could be need it. And that's what God and his word and reading it and, like, spending that time with him has to be. Not should be or could be, but it has to be for us, I think. And I think Psalm 42 really, I guess, illustrates that. But
1: And adding on to that, like, I think because of our fallen nature um, and our sinful nature, uh, we oftentimes have to make things a <laughs> habit for us to naturally... Um, t- do something and start to naturally do it instead of like having to think really hard about it or like, um, do things that aren't muscle memory. Like those things are hard. Like you have to continually practice and it's not your first thought and it's not the first thing you even probably want to do. But as soon as you begin exercising those muscles, um, your body begins to naturally move that way. And I think it's the same way with, um, our relationship with the father, especially when we're in loneliness, um. I don't think it's always our first response to go to the father. And that's probably because of our fallen nature. And instead we go to uh, the opposite sex. We go to social media for affirmation. Um, We go into lustful desires, things like that. Um, that are those temporary satisfactions. And when that's all you're doing, your muscle memory is going to be like, oh, go to that again, go to that again. And that's why people fall deeper and deeper and deeper into sin because they're training the muscle to do that, where it becomes natural for them to continue to do that. So when you get into a position of loneliness um, and you find yourself seeking out other things to fill that void that are so temporary that you have to continually um, seek it out, you need to check yourself and be like, oh, did I go to God this morning? Did I go to God this week? Have I been going to God like at all in this month or in this season that I've been going through this depression or anxiety or whatever is going on in your life? Um, And it's not going to be easy once you start disciplining yourself in that because it's not muscle memory. Um, But once you start being diligent in that, you will find yourself getting into a lot of situations of loneliness or other things that life throws at you. And you will start to naturally go to the father because that's what you have been creating as a habit. So that's why God tells us so often, like continually be in the word, continually go be in fellowship with those that love me, like continually do all these things that are striving for my kingdom, because then these things will come naturally to you where you don't have to keep going through all these hardships with so much growing pains um, because you're first reaction will start to be the father um, as you begin to make that a habit. So I think that's um, something the Lord's been teaching me a lot too. So.
2: And to add on to that, it like she's saying, continually going to work, continually going to him. The Bible also says to do that in and out of season. And that's something that I've been learning is um, like, for example, with this idea of loneliness going to the father and, and like, training the muscle to 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 be that first response, to go to him and to seek him. I have been learning, using this as an example, to do these things, not just when the loneliness hits, but even more so, especially when it's not. To prepare for it, to like, I guess, go on the offense. I was thinking about this. This is a different situation, but just with temptation of any kind, we always seem to play defense, I think. We always wait for the temptation to come. And then once it comes, we're like, okay, we got to fight it off. And one day I was like, where's like the offense? Not that, just, not that you know, my spiritual life is a sports game, but like, why don't we ever like attack? Like, why do we always just have to like defend and hope we like are able to keep it away? Like, why don't we go on the offense? And, and, and so I've been working on that with my brothers and like with various things, but praying against temptations and praying against things or praying for things. And so like with this, with loneliness, I would encourage you to, Spend time, especially in those moments when you're out of season, and you're not going through loneliness, pray more so and pray more so towards working those muscles then so that when it does come, you're prepared and you're not like on your heels like, crap, I need to like get back into trying to be close to God again so I can resist this loneliness because I feel like we, we do that way too much. And it's like, you got to stay on it. Like if, if this is what we're about, if you love Jesus and he's your life, and be about him all the time, not just like when you have to. Uh, and it will be so much more freeing. And it literally brings so much like peace into your life. And it has for me, like doing this, whether it's with big things, big topics like this, like loneliness, or even just like smaller things, whether temptations or it's good things or bad things, but being active about, about pursuing Christ, staying close to him. So we're always ready Um That is something that I'm big learning right now. And it is super impactful. So
0: That was good. I think that is something I think is really, really beautiful with loneliness um, is just truly what a gift it is. And I know I said that in the beginning, but that's something that the father has been teaching me lately is we literally have a choice that when we go through loneliness, we can turn to these things. Or on the flip side, we can turn to the Lord and we have that choice. You know, God's mm-hmm. given us free will to make that choice. Mm-hmm. So what is my response going to be? And there definitely is truth in the matter of training your mind, even beforehand, you know, like being of, um, like being prepared. What's the verse? like, you know, how the enemy roars, like he prowls mm-hmm. around like a lion. line. Mm-hmm. Um, like we literally have to be prepared for battle in that way. Yeah. And, in a way it kind of contradicts itself, but in a way, like what a blessing it is that our father has given us opportunities to turn to him, Mm -hmm. you know, in those times of loneliness, like you don't have distractions. You're not turning. I mean, you can be turning to these things, but what an amazing opportunity it is that you get to turn to the father in that. And that's something that I want to be reminding myself of is I have now this choice to complain about this. Or to be like, wow, thank you, God. Like, what an amazing gift this is. Mm -hmm. So to wrap up the episode, I just want to ask you all, well, kind of give back context. Um, As believers, for one thing, it's very hard to live in this world and to be set apart Mm -hmm. and to be different. I talked about that with my friends David and Dana um, on a podcast episode Um, so yeah, that's, that can feel very lonely at Mm -hmm. times. Um, but I also think it can feel lonely even within the church or our families. Like we could be feeling like the Lord is just leading us to pray crazy things. And we're like, whoa, this is insane. Because like, how is this going to actually happen? You can feel lonely in that, you know, Mm -hmm. like there's so many various things. You can feel lonely in your singleness. You can feel lonely in your marriage. Like you literally could feel lonely for anything and everything, So I want to ask you guys with that in mind how have you learned to rely on the Lord when no one else is standing with you? Mm -hmm. It's a deeper question. (laughs) That's a really good question.
2: I think for me I had to experience it but I don't know, I guess realizing no one, no one loves me like he does. Mm. I've literally never experienced a stronger connection, uh, sympathy empathy, uh, desire, and love uh, than what he's given me. And whether that's through many things in my life, situations or people have put in my life, <clears throat> or specific situations that was just between me and him. But I've just, if I was to compare like, no one loves me like he does or has ever and that's how i know like and that's what's anchored me and that's what showed me in my weakest moment which was at least i guess my first (laughs) weakest moment during high school um that was what showed me like i am held in his hand and like like there is no love like this no love stronger than this and that's just what kept me going was experiencing that um and like i said sometimes it was through that willing chasing him and and spending time alone with him sometimes it was at a point where i was to the end of myself and he just steps in and just was like stop you're my child i'm going to take care of you because he he has and will and will continue to do that for me and for all of his children Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's, that's, I guess that's what it's been for me.
1: I have kind of the same answer for that. And something that I had to realize when I was like, okay, really the father is the only thing, um, that is there for me when I go through any kind of doubt. Um, But even like, yeah, specifically like feeling loneliness or isolation um, is God asked me a really big question. And it kind of goes with um, 2 Corinthians 12, 9, uh, which says, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was just at a spot literally this month (laughs) where... I felt like I didn't belong in my job. I felt very isolated and alone and like I had no support group. And these were among Christians. Like everyone I work with are Christians. I um, am at a Christian school and I work at the school. And um, not that these people are bad or anything like that. They're actually pretty great people. But I just found myself feeling so lonely just because I work differently than the rest of them do. Um and it put me in this feeling of loneliness and isolation. And I was trying so hard to feel okay again that I forgot that God's grace is sufficient for me. Even if I don't feel okay or feel like I fit in or feel like I belong And God had to ask me that question and it really hit me hard. And he was like, Tabby, if nothing made you feel whole or complete as nothing on this earth will. He's like, is my grace sufficient for you? Am I sufficient for you? And I was like, oh my gosh. And I had to really like ponder that. Cause I was like, I don't think I've been acting as though he is sufficient for me mm-hmm. because I was so caught up in trying to please my bosses and my coworkers and, um, I guess with an expectation that I came in with the job, I guess. And, um, I had to realize like, oh my goodness, every single person I interact with, all of them will fail me. Like none of them are the perfect father that I have in, in heaven. And he is the only thing that can ultimately fill, um, these voids that I have in my heart. And so that was just something so huge for me. And once I realized that, it kind of fills that second part of um, Second Corinthians 12, and then in my weakness, like Christ's power abounds. And once I realized that, I was like, yeah, I am fallen. And yeah, I'm going to want to please other people. Um, but in my weakness, God is so sufficient for me. And I have to choose to surrender and know and put myself in a position of knowing like, okay, like God will ultimately be the only thing that satisfies my soul. Um, and so once I just recently, like this week started having that perspective in my heart, like I feel like I am more equipped to do the job here that God has called me to do. Um, and it's just insane. Like how just changing your perspective of the father and how he is placed in your life. Um, he you for something that you didn't think you were ready for or could do or fulfill or anything like that. And like by his grace and mercy, like he brings it all into completion. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah. As you were talking, I remind uh, for English. I remembered of this one night. So I'm at Bible school and I came at Bible school with this, idea that you'd never be alone because you're with a small community and you're with like-minded believers and whoo people. So I was like, I'm never going to be alone. And, um, there was one night I just felt incredibly lonely and I texted, um, Tabby and I was just like, Tabby, I really need prayer right now. And just laying in bed and really just crying out to the Lord. And it was really, really hard. And, um, I remember Tabby called me and I, had fallen asleep at that point. But, um, before that she had sent me these verses and, um, one of them is actually one of my favorite Psalms. And so I haven't told her <laughs> since then, but, um, it literally was just like that reminder that I haven't been turning to the word. And that's why I'm feeling this way because I've been turning to people to find that fulfillment and I haven't been turning to God. And so even just with having, a sister and a brother who point me closer to the Lord in those hard moments and in the you know easy and fun and awesome moments. Like those are the beautiful moments that the Lord has crafted. And so I just wanted to uh, read this from Psalm twenty-seven, and it's verse five and six. Um, I'm gonna say verse seven as well, and it says. For he will hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble. He will conceal me under the cover of his tent and he will lift me high upon a rock. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. And I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing and make melody to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud, be gracious to me, answer me. And then at the bottom um, in verse 14, it says, wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. And that verse, well, that chapter has always been one of my favorites, um, specifically in this season, because, you know, here was David literally crying out to the Lord. And I'm trying to remember in this Psalm when it was written um, where he was exactly, but maybe it was, you know, when he was hiding in the caves and he literally was hiding for his life and he was just alone. Like that was the time that he cried out to the Lord. The Lord met him but then in the end chapter, he literally says, wait on the Lord. And that's all we have to do. And that's easier said <laughs> than done. Um, but we have to wait on the Lord. We have to turn to him. And then he gives us beautiful gifts on the sidelines, you know, like a beautiful community. I, I love both of you so much. And I'm just so grateful that I get to, to turn to you all to ask for prayer and encouragement. It's a big blessing. Um, but my first thought always needs to be to turn to the Lord. So I just want to challenge um, all of you guys to that that would be your desire and your heart's cry when you feel lonely, when you feel isolated, when you just feel like you're the only one out there. Maybe that you don't belong or singleness is really hard or motherhood or fatherhood, whatever season you're in, that you would turn to the Lord, that you would seek him as your shelter and you would wait on him. So do you guys have any other thoughts to wrap it up? Can No. That was good. Yeah, really good. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you so much for being on the podcast and just taking time to talk about this and share all that the Lord's taught you guys. I love you guys so much. We love you. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.